This is Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Life's hard and you don't need to go through it alone. Together, we're going to find God's direction for living. To join the conversation, call 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. Now, live from the studios of WDCX, here's your host, Linda Penn. Hey, welcome to Today's Living Hope with your host, Linda Penn. You are with me to WDCX 99.5 FM and 970 AM from 1 to 3. And from 4 to 6, it would be on 107.1 FM and 990 AM. Hey, I'm going to get right to it this uh, Saturday and let you know that our first hour is going to be with David Carazio, and he has written a wonderful book called Redefining Truth. And you know, boy, at a time when truth is being denied, hated, rejected, reinterpreted, right? Many are falling into the deception. So we are, it is causing irreparable damage. And it's been done to the foundations of America and our Constitution and even our rights as Americans. Well, I'm going to be interviewing David on his book, Redefining Truth. And because we need to know the truth and read Redeeming or redefining truth provides answers and biblical perspective to the most pressing issues in today's postmodern society. So practically everything in life has changes. You've experienced it in 2020, but God never changes. And his absolute truth still exists. So that's why I want to interview David on his Redefining Truth book, because it will show you how to respond to others in a loving and confident way. This book will also help you help you successfully navigate through the noise, the agendas, and the distractions, and most importantly, the confusions that are prevalent in America today. Also, at 2 o'clock will be Rob Palazunski of Absolute Truth and Prophecy as he brings us up to date with everything that's been happening, what the world thinks, what the Bible thinks, and what we are supposed to do about it now as we're moving forward. Then 2.30, hey, it's going to be Dominic Zaccarelli, and we're going to talk about what are the substitutes in your life. Hey, so don't be afraid. Hey, stay tuned. We're going to take that break. And then we will bring our program, Today's Living Hope, for you. The new reusable faith masks are finally in at Bender's Christian Star. So now you can display your faith while covering your face. Uh, did you say face or faith? That's correct. I'm sorry, but he's asking if it's F-A-I-T-H or F-A-C-E. You are correct, sir. Display my faith through the mask on my face? Yes, while covering your face, you can still display your faith. Faith? Face. Man, super! So stop in at Bender's Christian Star store for the new faith-filled face mask designs and extended temporary hours from 1030 to 6. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners 
not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Looking for a natural way to get relief from your pain? Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Klafka from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic. My team and I offer a personalized approach to your body's needs. We have had great success in treating patients with plantar fasciitis, neuropathy, lockjaw, and disc herniations. We are your Western New York natural healthcare provider. Call 434-3889 to schedule your appointment. We're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport or check us out online at WNY Total Body Wellness Romans 8.1, I am free from all condemnation. Walking with you through the trials of everyday life, it's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Well, now I would like to welcome David Frazio. How are you, David? Very well, Linda. Thank you so much for having me on again. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, my gosh. We, uh, after we did that um, previous segment on um, your your latest book, Redefining Truth, uh, I just felt like we just didn't get in. We didn't have enough time and that we needed yeah. to. We just didn't. And we needed to talk about so many more things. And your call that God has given you on your life from what you used to do to actually do what you're doing now has um, been impactful. And your books have been awesome. Absolutely. The Cost of Our Silence, Redefining Truth. And you've had another book um, called, remind me of that one, I just slipped my mind. Um, Eradicate, Blotting Out God in America. And that's what got me writing in the first place, Uh, traveling with a lot of, early in the 80s, I was traveling with Christian bands. And then when I met and married my wife, uh, she started a music ministry. She was a worship leader. We traveled a little bit, uh, leading worship, and we were visiting a lot of churches in different parts of the country. And I saw not only in our culture and society how God was being blotted out by the agendas and lukewarm Christianity within the church. Um, It opened my eyes to a lot, and it's sad where we have come, but we've got to learn how we got here. And then we've also got to get in the Word and understand what we can do from this point forward. So in my travels, I got to see a lot of things that the average person might not be able to see by visiting a lot of churches around the country. So the problem is twofold, Linda. It's coming at us from culture with the Freedom From Religion Foundation, with the secular progressive agendas in Hollywood, the media, our government, corporations, and academia, and also in the church. There's false teachings. There's um, so the social justice movement that's been redefined, and there's so many things coming against us. We've got to be grounded in the Word of God. I think you are the only one that has written books that have given us a total overview and have put everything together because it's so easy to live and do life, get busy with our kids, get busy with our job, be Christians, go to church, and we don't, we catch news here, we catch news there, but you have compiled this in one spot for us to really know the crisis that we're in and what we need to be doing as Christians, because we are not praying, we are not preparing this generation. We've mm-hmm. lost discipleship in at least two generations, 
and I'm I'm concerned. We're we're more definitely in a crisis. I'm concerned for children, grandchildren, the extension of home, because as a home goes, we already know the world goes. So we're we are in a crisis, and you yes, have and really written it out well. Not only what it is, but what we can do to change it. Thank you, Linda. And you're right. And unfortunately, we blew it. The parents and grandparents of this generation, let's just face it, we blew it. Now, there, there was and is a remnant of strong believers yes. that understand the gospel, that can explain what we believe and why we believe it, as far as where the Bible and our faith is concerned, and who know how to share the truth and how to speak up about issues that are bombarding us out in our culture today. Uh, but we, for the most part, parents did not do a good job of raising their kids in the ways of the Lord. I'm talking about Christian parents. We cannot expect unbelievers to live a moral life. That's where a lot of us get very frustrated, but we've got to understand they need the gospel, they need the truth, and they need to hear it. They need to be given an opportunity to receive Christ. I'm talking about Christian parents or professing Christian families who have not raised their kids. Linda, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from parents who said, boy, yeah, you know, we thought... You know, our kids grew up uh, in a Christian home, and now they've fallen away from the faith. How often have you heard that, Mm -hmm. where a young person falls away from the faith? Well, it used to be that kids would fall away from their Christian faith after one year of college because of uh, liberal professors or anti-Christian professors, atheists or what have you, in college. But now, studies have shown that kids are starting to doubt their Christian faith as early as middle school. They're starting to doubt. Why? Because they're teaching evolution, not as theory, but as fact. Because they're teaching things, which we'll get into in a minute, like Islam and other world religions. But what's interesting is they're kind of, Christianity has been expelled. They're not teaching Christianity if they teach religions at all. Now, I don't care what you teach. Well, I do, because both of my parents were in education. They were both teachers. So I do care. But it's long gone. That system has been lost to the secular progressive. It is gone. As Ken Ham did a study, already gone. So kids are already gone from their faith by the time they reach high school. And once we understand this problem, Linda, then we'll begin to to think about solutions and what we can do to kind of change some of that. We cannot, I I think the system, the education system in in America from kindergarten through college, academia, I don't believe it can be redeemed, but some people do. Some people do. So I, I would agree, disagree. I would disagree agreeably with them. But here's what we have now: we have things being taught that our great grandparents, yours and mine, maybe even our grandparents, would never have imagined being yes. allowed in a government-run, the public school system in America, which we'll get into in a minute. So there's a lot of reasons that we have to be alarmed and concerned because those kids who grew up in the 80s and 90s and last decade, they are now working out in the workforce. They're now our leaders, not only of business leaders, but they're they're now church leaders who were not founded on the rock of Christ and the inerrancy of Scripture. And our churches aren't teaching the fundamental doctrine of theology and we have this spread. I, I, I look at it like a fog. It's a fog of just pulling us away gently. And it's the evil one. And it's the things that have been set up in the system. But we don't know how aggressive underneath it is and exactly what it's doing. Because it's not roaring its head 
um, viciously. Some places it is, but it's just doing it little by little, number of years, 10, 15 years. It's pulling us away. We're told to be tolerant. We have to love. And we are, we're losing it. We've lost the battle. Yes, and I'm glad you brought that up. It has been, for the most part, there are some blatant anti-God, anti-Christian people and agendas and organizations out there that are coming out right in your face. But for the most part, in my first book, Eradicate, Blotting Out God in America, I included at the end a timeline, the last 50 years in America, from the 1960s to up to, I think, 2012 when that book came out. And it was a timeline of the decline of morality in the country then you see these things happening in every area of society, but the problem is you did not see the church address them. You did not see the church resist or speak out. So it was very gradual. And one of the person, people I wrote about, and I know we're not even talking about my new book yet, but that's okay. One of the people I wrote about was a man named Antonio Gramsci. He was an Italian Marxist in the late 1800s, and he, were, he was in prison, uh, and he was writing all these, what they call his prison notebooks on Marxism, and communism, and his idea to win the West, in other words, take over America, he knew it could not be done militarily. Mm. So he thought, how can we eradicate the Judeo-Christian background, the foundation, Christianity in America? And his idea was a a long, gradual, progressive Mm -hmm. march through the major institutions in America. For, so decade after decade, the walls of Christianity and biblical morality would be broken down. It's an evil plan, but it was a brilliant plan if you were on the left, if you are not, if you are against God and the Christian faith and, you know, Christianity in America. That's what brought us to today. So the, back then, this was in my first book when I included that timeline of the last 50 years in America. In my latest book, I had to now include... Uh, the transgender timeline, because that's how far we've come from kicking God out of public schools and the Bible and voluntary prayer and the teachings of creation, now to teaching evolution, and now to teaching that there is no God. Kids are just random accidents who have no purpose and meaning in their life uh, other than the survival of the fittest. And that has gotten us to where, where we are today, where we're questioning creation, that we were created as the Bible teaches, male and female, in the image of God, with purpose in our lives, with meaning, special and unique. But that's, kids are not, are not learning that in school. No, and that started in 1952. I was astounded when mm. I read that in your book. That slow progression, that fog that just kind of spread and increased and moved and subtle but there... Um, not bringing much attention, but being very intentional underneath from 1952. And why why am I doing this on this program when it's about today's living hope? Because through knowing, through what we see, what we observe, who we are in Christ, what we now to do need to do now is our hope. Totally is our hope. And you've made us aware. Yeah, people lose hope, Linda. Yes. If you do not yes. understand the evil de- demonic roots, Satan's agenda to, to fight against not only the church and children of God and Christians in, in America and around the world, by the way, but also to destroy anything godly and moral from a biblical standpoint, 
if you don't understand that, and we see it happening all around us now, so people, when they're not hearing the resistance, which the church should be resisting this evil movement, their people are starting to lose hope. Why? Because their foundation was not established yes. on the Word of God, on Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the only true living God. There are a lot of false gods out there that are dead. You can go around the world in their memorial sites and their tombs, find their bones, but not Jesus Christ. The empty grave gives us that hope because we know that it's true. We know the resurrection is true. We know there's enough evidence, historical evidence, archaeological evidence, prophetic evidence. We know there's so much that reinforces the truth of Christianity. That is our hope, but we lose it if we are not built on, informed on the Word of God and informed on what's going on and how to resist this, what's happening in our culture today. Our root system is too shallow, and mm-hmm. when this comes, we're being blown over. Just simple as that. Just being blown over because we do not know, and that hasn't been established. Well, we have a lot more to say. It's time for our next break from our endorsing sponsors because we couldn't be on the air without these Beautiful endorsing sponsors that not only endorse us um, and and have uh, commercials, but they believe in what we do, what this program is about, how it's established, and that we are on a Christian radio station that's been around for 60 years, declaring the truth with solid biblical teaching. We're going to take that short break, and we'll be right back. And we have a lot more to say from Redefining Truth the new book that David Ferrazio has written and what we need to do as Christians as we understand and we make a difference and we can have hope and be able to do the right things for our children and leave that legacy as God continues his sovereign hand in our lives. We'll be right back. Healthcare, we all need it, but who you choose to help you take care of your health can make all the difference in the world. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have an approach that may be different and better than what you're used to. They promote preventive care and reversal of the disease process. Because God created our bodies in a perfect way, we're all designed to heal, not just be absent of symptoms, to truly heal. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, their focus is your total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They want to help restore your God-given abilities to heal and thrive without medication or surgery. It's time to choose Synergy Nutrition and Wellness as part of your health care. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit, faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. 
Welcome to 600 River Road, Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls, our upscale waterfront community is unlike any other, featuring boat docks, heated saltwater swimming pool, pickleball courts, a clubhouse, and we are a pet-friendly community. Leasing now. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Helping you find balance in life. Here's today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. So Redefining Truth is the third book, Delusions of Replacing God and Calling Evil Good. So I want to talk about a few things from the book, uh, David. What are the few basic contrasts between Islam and Christianity? Okay, I, I definitely want to dive into this because it's so important because so, so many people are under the false impression that these are two faiths that worship the same God. Nothing could be further from the truth. And I know it's a hot topic, Linda, because as we Mm -hmm. exchanged a few emails this week, um, I contribute to Freedom Project, and on their Facebook page, they put up a video that I did, just I think three or four minutes, on this very topic, Christianity Expelled, Islam Explored in Public Schools. And it got almost 60,000 views. So that's in one week. So I know people were very concerned Mm -hmm. about this topic. So first of all, we cannot think all these stories we hear. I don't know how informed uh, everybody is, but if if you pay attention maybe to some of the more conservative websites on education or maybe Fox News or a couple others. I'm not saying Fox News is conservative, but at least they give both sides. You'll hear some of these stories where there's teachings on Islam, but then they kind of set Christianity aside. They don't address it in certain public schools when they do teach on world religion. One of the things that recently came out, out of Virginia, West Virginia, they had, it was a, I believe it was a middle school there, where kids were asked to practice writing the Islamic Declaration of Faith, known as the Shahada, in Arabic calligraphy. And translated into English, it simply means there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. Well, this, of course, it goes directly against the Bible, because there is only one God, but it's the true living God that we understand. So here's one thing that confuses people, Linda. Both Christianity and Islam promote, to some degree, a standard of morality and doing good works, good deeds. But the God of Islam, obviously, by some, some of the followers of Islam who take it literally and try to follow the example of Muhammad, he was a, a vicious warrior that actually conquered cities and, and put people to death. But some people, some Muslims, and this is the minority of Muslims, but there are enough of them that are doing this all over the world, they are trying to follow Muhammad, and the word Islam means submission. So their goal is for communities, uh, cities, states, countries, and the world to eventually submit to Islam. Now, the Quran only considers Jesus, who we know is God and the Son of God, considers Jesus a prophet, but not deity, not God. Mm -hmm. They also don't believe he he actually died on the cross. They believe that someone else took Jesus' place on the cross. So they have some beliefs that are just not biblical. Muslims deny that Jesus is God. They deny the the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, when I say Son, 
talking about Jesus, it's a capital S-O-N, because Jesus is God. He is the Word. He is the same yesterday, mm-hmm. today, and forever. Now, in Islam, Allah had no son. So how can you say that's a major discrepancy right there? That's a major contrast. So how can we say that the God of Islam, Allah, is the same God of the Bible, that Jesus Christ? It is not. He is not the same. So a couple more contrasts that we need to be aware of, that um, Christians are guaranteed salvation, not by our works, but by faith in Jesus Christ alone. For the Muslim, even if he or she, if they do their best to follow all the rules in, the, in Islam, the Quran, and everything else, they still don't have the assurance of entrance into paradise. Because why? To their belief, Allah still may reject them. Now, our works are judged. We know that in Christianity, but we are not, we are not saved by our works. Also, about Muhammad, compare Muhammad to Jesus. Muhammad rose to power as a warrior, prophet, a military leader. Mm-hmm. He sent raiding caravans, raiding of caravans in order to seize resources and advance Islam. And he literally fought dozens of battles himself. He was a great leader who slayed a lot of people who did not believe in Allah. And he's notorious for spreading Islam by forced submission or conquest. Now, contrast that with Jesus. Love your neighbor. Mm-hmm. He taught peace. He said he never he for, never forced anyone to believe in him. He but he did make the offer universal. Whoever believes in me will have eternal life. So there's a major contrast right now. Jesus defended and honored women. Now we know women are not treated very well by a lot of people who follow Islam. They are second-class citizens. Sometimes they don't have the right to vote. Sometimes they don't have the right to be educated. Um, so. Jesus promoted love your neighbor, and Islam promotes you need to – mainly they say the neighbor is an infidel if they are not Muslim. So now these are pe- there are people – we have to emphasize this because some of your listeners might be offended by hearing this. There are – the majority of Muslims probably just want to live in peace, and especially those in America. They appreciate our freedoms. They just want to live and let live. But – for some reason, they are not coming out and speaking out against the radicals in Islam. Why? Well, because they know if they speak against their own people of their own faith, they could be killed. So it's, it's very interesting. But again, Jesus never promoted killing, revenge, beating a woman, uh, never enslaved a child, never broke a promise, never plundered a caravan. And on the cross, if you want to get this, contrast here. When Jesus was mocked, he was being crucified. How did he respond? Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Muhammad had 15 wives. Jesus defined marriage in Mark chapter 10 and a couple other places in the gospel. He defined marriage between one man and one woman. Now, it is historically proven. It's this is an opinion here that Muhammad had 15 wives, and he limited other men, though, to four wives each, and he sanctioned their their um, discipline, the beating of wives. That's in the in Surah 4:34. He also said, "Fight and slay the pagans wherever you find them." Now, this is not in, in Christianity. Obviously, uh, we are to share the gospel. We are to love others to tell them enough to tell them the truth. But we, we there's no way we would force people. Now, let me. Some people are thinking, "Well, what about the Crusades in uh, the, the you know." 
1100s or 1300s, 1500s. What about those crusades where uh, Constantine and those were, were killing people if they didn't convert to Christianity? That is not biblical. That is not Christianity. That is not what Jesus taught. And so we have in America the freedoms and the Constitution we have because our founding fathers had the insight enough to believe that they didn't want to force, or government did not want to force a faith, particularly the Christian faith. They didn't want to force it on anyone, but they fought for the right to everyone to have the freedom to worship mm. God how they mm. saw fit. So there's a very interesting contrast in Christianity and in Islam. Well, our own ignorance and not understanding and mostly not knowing the Bible. So we, then we are alerted um, to the fact of when something's not true, something's not right. Because I, um, when I worked for IRS, uh, we had counterfeit money come in all the time in envelopes, mm -hmm. people feeling guilty. They would send in cash and for not paying their taxes. And all of a sudden we started getting counterfeit money. So we actually hired more people to go. This is before pre-ministry days. And we hired people to go through those envelopes because there was hundreds of thousands of dollars coming in from guilty people who hadn't filed their income wow. tax or hadn't been honest. And then we started seeing counterfeit. So they said, what is it that we need to do to recognize this? And so they taught them and trained them by looking at the real thing. If mm. we could just know the real thing in the person of Jesus Christ, know the word of God, the Holy Spirit would convict us, send up warnings, would uh, warn us. But we are operating in ignorance and not understanding and we're enjoying life way too much and we don't understand what is happening to us and even mm -hmm. for we've come out of this from islam and christianity and uh, and those things and you were talking about women being mis mistreated um, women regaining respect we see this on the news all the time of what's been exposed and you you even write about the new feminist mo movement the plan and the planned parenthood the radical women's march and even um, goddess worship. Can you touch on that for a few minutes? Absolutely. Now, this is um, a little concerning because what some are being taught, and, and in America, where can you honestly equate what's happening in, with today's woman in America with women in, for example, the Middle East or in a, a Muslim-dominated society where women are second-class citizens and are not treated with respect are not given the rights that so many that women in america have so we're taking a little too far i'm not saying that women were never mistreated women were never looked down upon or shouldn't be paid the same as a man of course they should for the same job but i'm saying to compare what's happening now with you know what has gone on in the in the past what we're having is the the modern feminist movement although it may have started out with you know, women's liberation in the whatever 50s or 60s. It may have started out with good intentions, and they had some good points to argue. But now what we're seeing is there's a spirituality behind contemporary feminism that often comes in the form of goddess worship. We'll talk about Beyonce in a minute, because there's a church in San Francisco that had what they called a Beyonce mass. That was, I think, a month ago. I wrote about that a little bit. But the fact that many have a desire, many feminists have the desire to overthrow what they see as the patriarchal structure in society. It's basically a rebellion against God as Father. And in this Mass, by the way, they had this printed out Lord's Prayer, but it wasn't the Lord's Prayer. 
It was the alternate uh, feminist perversion of the Lord's Prayer. Linda, if your listeners haven't heard this, uh, fasten your seatbelt. I'll just quote a couple lines from their recreated, quote, Lord's Prayer. It says, Our Mother, who is in heaven and within us, we call upon your names. Your wisdom come, your will be done. And then it goes on, and it ends by saying, For you are the dwelling place within us, the empowerment around us, and the celebration among us now and forever. Amen. Now, this is idol Lord's worship. Take, idol worship. It is. It Cult is exactly idol this. worship. This was called a Beyonce Mass, and it completely takes God and Jesus and the Bible out of the picture. And one of the things they were teaching, one idea behind this is freedom, liberation, women's live. But the modern movement is for women to regain their, the power that they lost, the authority over men. It's not good enough now for the modern feminists to be equal with men. Now, in this spirituality, this goddess worship, they want to be in authority over men. Now, to, in order to accomplish this, they've got to invoke certain spirits to help destroy the Judeo-Christian religion. Some people teach the Wicca, goddess worship, paganism, witchcraft, all these things to some degree, are centered on a religion involving the mystery and the sexuality of the female. So you think of Beyonce and how she's got occult influences in her background, and even some of the things they've promoted are demonic. She even says, now I'm, I'm only using her as an example, because there, these churches had a Beyonce mass, where they brought her music into a mass in a church in San Francisco. I believe it was a, an Episcopal church. But um, that's why I'm using her as an example. When she's on stage, she has admitted that uh, a demonic spirit comes into her and takes over, and she gave it a name, Sasha Fierce. It's this fierce demonic spirit, and I don't want to get in too much into that because your listeners are probably trying to keep up with this idea of the of Beyonce mask to begin with. Now, let me clarify something. These are not necessarily bad people, but they are absolutely wrong to try to do this in what used to be a place of worship, a church, they're ignorant about promoting evil. It's another gospel. But sadly, Linda, because what you mentioned is that we have, promo we have um, pursued the gospel of self-fulfillment. What can mm -hmm. we do to live a happy life, a leisurely life? To, and I'm going to quote someone who may disturb somebody who follows him, but they want their best life now. They want every day to be a Friday, right? No problems in life. No diseases, no deaths in the family, no children with issues. Your best life now. Well, if we can have our best life now in America in, as Christians, why would we want heaven if you can have your best life now? Why would we focus on the hope of mm. Jesus Christ and eternity? The hope that, as Hebrews 6.19 says, is an anchor to our soul. We know it makes us focus on the now. It's all about what we can get now, what we can spend on our own desires and pleasures, that is not biblical Christianity, in my opinion. No, and it has to start in the home. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. 
Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. What's holding you back? No matter your age or where you are in life, God wants you to move forward. In his latest book, Dr. David Jeremiah reveals how to find the presence and purpose of God in your future. And right now it's on sale for 40% off at Bender's Christian Store. Don't get stuck in your past failures or sins. Find joy in pursuing the next steps God has for you and move forward. Stop into Bender's Christian Store now with our newly expanded temporary hours from 1030 to 6. We're at 8550 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville, just a mile east of Transit Road. Or visit us on Facebook or give us a call at 716-633-5757. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Join Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn each Saturday. David, how about um, you mentioned in a chapter, you have a chapter in your book entitled The Real War on Women, Lies About Life. Yeah, this is one of the most important issues, in my opinion, uh, next to getting people saved and sharing the gospel. It is just the pro-life movement and the acceptance, the sad acceptance of murdering children in the womb. And it's sad our society has gotten to this point. Uh, I read about the 1972-73 Roe versus Wade case where they weren't even aware of what we have today, sonograms, ultrasound, the technology we have today that proves it, what is conceived in the womb, a human life, when the heart starts beating, when they start you know, doing every kind of different movement and, and activity in the womb. Now we have so much. But here's the thing, Linda. After decades of research and new technology and medical advances, that law, that ungodly law of abortion is still on the books in America. You are still allowed to abort babies. So there's a big problem. I wanted to share, and I don't usually do this in an interview, but it's short enough. I want to share a little story from a doctor who spent two years in the Congo winning the confidence of a dying tribe who would not trust outsiders but they were dying because of their bad diet, but just didn't have the medical knowledge or the health knowledge. This is from that chapter, The Real War on Women, Lies About Life. He was a dietitian. He saved their lives. Once they knew this, that he worked for them and helped their diet and helped save their lives, they trusted him. And they asked him all sorts of questions about life in the West. Remember, this is a primitive mm-hmm. tribe in the Congo. They believed all the amazing things he told them, like flying to the moon, destroying whole cities with a bomb. But there were two things they literally could not believe. One was that in the West, there are atheists, people who believe in no gods at all. And they would ask, are these people blind or deaf? Have they never seen a leaf or nature or heard a waterfall? And the other thing that they couldn't believe was that in one nation alone, America, over a million mothers each year pay doctors, so-called, to kill their babies before they are born. The reaction of this primitive tribe in the Congo was to giggle at this because this was their embarrassed way of trying to be polite, mm. assuming this was a joke. 
They simply had no holding place in their minds for this concept of killing your own babies and expected every day that the doctor would tell them the point of the joke. But what we see, Linda, is it is no joke. It's all about self-fulfillment in America. It's all about the selfishness. It's all about doing what you want. They, they do it under the guise of my body, my choice. Well, is, doesn't, is, if the baby is a human being, a human is, which it's been proven now, the personhood of a fetus in the womb. It's a human baby. Don't they have a right? And we can go on and on about the, the reasons women do this, but I wrote in my previous book an entire chapter on the medical and the psychological, the scientific research on what happens to a majority of young women who have abortions. They deal with all kinds of effects, which, Linda, it is heart-wrenching. And before I share a couple of those things, which your listeners are probably maybe aware of already, I want to emphasize the fact that we must love, support, and care for women and young girls who have had abortions. Oh, yes, they're, yes. They're hurting. With and we do. And I've, had, I've had private Bible studies in my home. We have Sunrise Ministries here. They need to know that God loves them. And God's yes. forgiving power is all over them in their desperation of when they come and they can be healed and they can be forgiven through Jesus Christ. And we're to love, yes. come around them, support them and show them the love of Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. And we do need to remind them anybody can be forgiven yes. by Jesus Christ. And if they just would repent and come to the loving arms of the Father. We also, though, need to embrace and support struggling single moms, yes. praying for them, caring for them however we can. I just wanted to emphasize those two points before I touch on what is largely unreported by the pro-abortion media in America, the fact that's been proven now that abortion often causes women years of emotional pain, torment, or guilt. So there's some stats I just want to share briefly. Approximately 40% of minors who had an abortion don't tell their parents. So you, there's some parents, um, unfortunately, listening right now that their daughter probably had an abortion and they have no idea. 51% of women, women having abortions are under 25 years old. That's over half are under 25 years old. Some of the sad things that they encounter, denial, repression, depression, anger, violent behavior, eating disorders, feelings of helplessness or powerlessness, flashbacks, grief, guilt, um, nightmares about a baby or babies crying. Sometimes they have the same nightmare over and over. Sometimes they have preoccupation with the abortion procedure and what they did or thoughts about babies, which leads to regret, remorse, sadness, um, um, self-destructive behavior, and sadly, sometimes suicidal thoughts or mm -hmm. attempts. These are things we, you will never hear Planned Parenthood talk about. These are things you will almost never hear in the media. 44% of women complained of nervous disorders. There was a study at Bowling Green State University that said women who have had an abortion have an 81% higher risk of subsequent mental health problems compared to women who have mm. not had an mm. abortion. Now let's look at what's happening in the womb, Linda. Life, which we need to protect, and we do need to get politically active by the, I mean, defending life. And when I'm talking about 
this issue, the social issue. Remember, we've been duped into thinking that social issues are just political issues and Christians should not be involved. But remind everybody, political issues, social issues are moral mm. Issues. And the Bible has a lot to say about it. Uh, Psalm 139, uh, 16, uh, God ordained all the days before we were even born, when we were in the womb. Um, a DNA, the DNA of a baby, this is, this is so fascinating. It's fully present at the moment of conception. Her heart begins to beat 18 days after conception. Her brain waves were detectable 40 days or six weeks after conception. Um, the babies can move at six weeks. They, she could suck her thumb or even hiccup at seven weeks. Eight weeks after conception, all of her major organs are developed, and including the baby's uh, respiratory system. That's at about nine weeks. So we could go on and on. We now have this technology. And, Linda, my, my question for Christian listeners right now are, why haven't we spoken out about this or prayed or raised awareness about this mm -hmm. issue with the current law on the books in America, a supposedly civilized society who rips life out of mother's wombs before they have a chance to be born? I think we are starting to see some changes. I know Ohio has put a law in abortion will not happen for any reason. Uh, there's some other things that are taking through legislation, but I agree with you that we need to teach and we need to understand and we need to welcome these women who have had abortion. And I want to say right now, if you need help from that, you can email me, Linda Penn at todayslivinghope.com, or you can call me at 716-906-4620, and we're going to find you help to know women to come around you and to love you and to support you and show you the love of Jesus Christ through this very, very difficult time. If that choice has been made, know that Jesus is there for you. Don't run away yeah. from him. Run towards him. We're running very late on our endorsing sponsors time. And since I have the next half hour myself from 2 to 2.30, I'm going to, we're going to take our 150 break right now. And I'm going to come back with David and we're going to go over the two, um, p.m. time as we conclude this part because I do want to get all of this in. So this is Today's Living Hope with author David Frazio who's written a phenomenal book. It's at Benders. You need to get it and you need to read it uh, and you need to really search your heart and say, Lord, I want to take a stand. How can I help and what do I need to do to start in my own family to um, have hope for what we have for the legacy of what God has called us to do. Redefining Truth by David Ferrazio. We're going to take that break and we'll be right back. Don't go away. I was under quite a bit of stress. I had pains in my head, my neck, my shoulder. I could not move my neck from one side to another. My hairdresser suggested that I go see Dr. Klavka. I was skeptical at first about going to see a chiropractor, but I was in so much pain that I said, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. By the end of the third week, I felt so much better. I was able to move my neck from side to side. The pains in my head were gone. The pains in my shoulders were gone. My lower back was not hurting me as much. I had a divine appointment with him. I do recommend him because he gives you his undivided attention, number one. He'll listen to what you have to say. He doesn't rush through his appointments with you, and his knowledge is, is wonderful. To schedule your appointment with Dr. Klafka at Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic, call 434-3889. They're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport, or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. 
Zero energy, digestive issues, pain, anxiety, inflammation, migraines, trouble sleeping, symptom after symptom, the list goes on and on, ailments that never end. You're tired of just managing your symptoms. You've had enough of medication being the only option. You need to seek the expert advice from the professionals at Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have a proprietary system to analyze underlying deficiencies and toxicities so they can restore your pathway to healing without medication or surgeries. They've seen every symptom and condition and have had great success in restoring patients' health. Get rid of the symptoms. Allow your body to heal and thrive with the help of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes, who knows what you're going through can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. Inazim Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call Inazim Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. Empowering you to minister to your world. Here's today's Living Hope. As we conclude this time together, David, what would be three or four things you would say to our listeners today? Helpful from your book and oh, so many great chapters. You just have to get this and read it. That help us to be able to go on, David. Well, first of all, the foundation of truth, which we forget. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. Mm. That's a pretty strong statement, very exclusive. And Christian friends, we cannot be embarrassed or back down from the fact that that is an exclusive claim. Every other religion that teaches something that is not Christian, that teaches some other way to God, and there is no other way, but they claim there are other ways to God. No, it's only through Jesus Christ. Don't be embarrassed by that, and and don't be ashamed of him, because you know what Jesus said about that? If you are ashamed of him in the gospel, he will be ashamed of you before his Father in heaven, the Father in heaven. These false teachings, first of all, I want to get back to truth in, in a second, Linda, but these false teachings that we were talking about earlier, the, these these new gospels and other gospels, this is not new yes. in America or in the mm-hmm. world. This is not new. Paul dealt with this. In the New Testament, he writes to Corinthians, writes to Colossians about these, these New Age ideas or philosophies. He warns about them. Even in Galatians, the first chapter, he writes about the perversion of the gospel, and he said, I'm amazed that you, talking to believers, are so quickly deserting him who called you by the grace of Christ for a different gospel. And he said, for I, am I now seeking the favor of men or of God? He said, if I am striving to please men... If I would not be a bondservant of Christ. So the apostles, as their example in Acts chapter 4 and 5, they said when they were threatened not to speak in the name of Jesus, they said we must obey God rather than men. Back to truth, and we talked about the definition of it in our previous interview with you and I, Linda, the first introduction of my book, because mm-hmm. we are now in, unfortunately, a post-truth yes. society. 
where they believe truth is so old-fashioned or yesterday or now it can be redefined. My great-grandparents, my grandparents would never have fathomed the possibility of a book called Redefining Truth to have anything in there but fiction. But now, unfortunately, this is what is happening in America. But the definition of truth back in 1828 from Webster's Dictionary is conformity to fact or reality, exact accordance with that which is or has been or shall be. The dictionary definition, Linda, even says we rely on the truth of the scriptures, the scriptural prophecies. Now, dictionary definitions have even changed, but that was Webster's 1828. What's fascinating about that that we need to remember, we need to build our foundation on Jesus, who is the truth, is in Revelation chapter 1, Jesus is called the living one who holds the keys of death and Hades, who was dead, but now is alive forevermore, meaning he was crucified, died, and was buried, and was resurrected, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, for the gospel. Mm. In Revelation 1.8, Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the, the Omega, Omega, says the Lord God, mm. who is present and who was past and who is to come the Almighty. So Webster's 1828 Dictionary, talking about the exact accordance with that which is, or has been, or shall be, to define truth, is talking about the very person, the deity of Jesus Christ. That is fascinating to me, but that is our foundation. And truth, like you said, you read the beginning, it's always been under assault, even in the New Testament days, even way way before that, centuries before This is nothing new, as uh, Solomon, I believe, wrote. There's nothing new under the sun. There will be attacks on Christianity. There will be attacks on God and biblical morality. But what are Christians supposed to do? Jesus said, you are salt and you are light. Salt preserves a culture, a country, or a society. Light exposes the darkness and points to the person of Jesus Christ Amen. as being the only way. Amen. I teach so a healing. We, we uh, lost a little bit of that salt and light. Uh, I teach a healing journey class of about twenty nine weeks, and we have one for men and women. And feelings trump truth. Woundedness and lies yeah. and wrong beliefs have just really scrambled our brains, and it's become our normal <laughs> life. And it isn't our normal life. Our normal life is a person being in relationship with Jesus Christ, knowing that His blood poured out for us, forgave us of our sins, past, present, and future, and he has given us a hope. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you. But we have to be able to deal with those feelings. We have to be able to work through those, apply the word of scripture, go through forgiveness and allow healing to happen and make a descent a decision to surrender fully to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he will do the work through us through the Holy Spirit. The other thing that concerns me is that kids are spending nearly triple their time with friends or teachers or technology uh, on their cell phones, and they're not spending enough time with their parents, being nurtured, Mm. instructed, and teaching them Deuteronomy. I just forgot the scripture. I think it's six and seven verses along the way when they rise up, when they lay down. And it's because our parents don't know that our children don't know. So that nurturing power. And that's what the church is about. And that's what 
um, we as Christians need to be about. It's finding that truth. There's enough books out. We can go to your church and say, I need, I need to biblically understand how to raise my child to be a discipler of Jesus Christ. I need it for myself, and I need it for my children, and leave that legacy. David, thank you so much. Um, I'm encouraging everyone within my listening ears, which is clear up northern, if you're listening out there, northern Ontario, western Pennsylvania, western New York, where we go online worldwide all the time, you just go through the WDCRadio.com and you can get it or you can go to my website to listen to this program again. But let's make a difference for Jesus Christ. Thank you for what you're doing, David. Keep it up. Just um, check him out. What's your website? It's davidfiorazzo.com. You can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter. I've got a YouTube channel, and I would love to hear from you and definitely, definitely understand what Linda just said about the Deuteronomy chapter 6, about how parents are, are supposed to put the Lord God first and teach their kids. And as it says, when you get up, when you lie down, when you walk about the way, they're supposed to instruct them in the ways of the Lord. Mm, Amen. That's just modeling, mentoring, motivating, um, correcting, and then you will reproduce a discipler that when they leave home, they come back, they love Jesus, and they will be your friends in that legacy of what life is to know Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, the church has left the building. As we all navigate the challenges of COVID, we as the church have the opportunity like never before to be the church, to reach out to help a hurting world. Hi, this is Rick from Betters, and Be the Church is one of our latest t-shirt designs from Wise Dives. Available in blue tie-dye or solid gray and with Matthew 18:20 on the back, these shirts remind us to get out of our comfort zone and be the church that Jesus called us to be. Stop in now to check them out at Bender's Christian Store. We're at 8550 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville, just a mile east of Transit Road. Or visit us on Facebook or call us at 716-633-5757. Thank you for shopping local. Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Seccaroli. I received a miracle that day, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. My team and I have ministered to hundreds of thousands of people across the U.S. and Canada and have received tens of thousands of prayer requests. When you submit your prayer request, our team of partners not only will pray for you, but will also follow up with you by phone or email. God is still in the miracle working business, and I'm living proof of that. If you have a prayer request, I invite you to send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. That's totalbreakthrough.org. Thank you, and God bless. Looking for a natural way to get relief from your pain? Hi, I'm Dr. Jeff Klafka from Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic. My team and I offer a personalized approach to your body's needs. We have had great success in treating patients with plantar fasciitis, neuropathy, lockjaw, and disc herniations. We are your Western New York natural healthcare provider. Call 434-3889 to schedule your appointment. We're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport. Or check us out online at WNY Total Body Wellness. Building your faith and finding hope one day at a time. It's Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn. Hey, welcome back to Today's Living Hope. And now it's time for my guest, Rob Palazunski, for Absolute Truth and Prophecy Ministry. Hey, Rob, it's time we have to share some some stuff that's going on and how it fits with what the Bible says and what we are now to do as we live in this world. 
Right you are. Thanks, thanks for having me again, Linda. Um, I'm going to put a disclaimer on this. We are recording this ahead of time because we know that everyone is interested in the outcomes of the election. And right now we have... We're not back to the future. We're back to the past a little bit. So when you hear this, you're, you're going to know more than, than we know about that. So we're going to talk more about uh, a, a little more generalized about where this is going. You know, we are what with what we're seeing in the election and, and the vaccine and everything. We are watching the outworking of a plan. And, and if you look at the look at it broadly, in some sense, it's it's been in effect since the Tower of Babel or, or the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. And another it has been, you know, reimagined with the foundation of the Illuminati in 1776. It was updated every every so often, you know, prior, during, and after World War One, when they set up the Council of Foreign Relations and the British version of, of that, the Royal Institute of uh, International Affairs, uh, with the founding of the UN, the, the Globalist Club of Rome. And right now we're seeing it work out, work itself out in its modern iteration with the onset of you know, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. And then even more recently, the planned and practiced pandemic, which they rehearsed several times over the last few decades. And all of this has a purpose, and that purpose is ushering is the world into a new world order. And they've even used that term, starting with, I think, Bush Sr. was the first time I this heard This has it. been happening for years. This isn't something that's just happened since uh, our president, president with Trump was elected in 2016. This has been plotted and planned. No matter who was sitting that, right. that seat, this attack and how they have been acting would have been the same. Unless they, could have, unless they could have got their own people in and just pushed it in. And that mm-hmm. was the danger in 2016. And now that's got even more severe, that danger. But this isn't, like like you're suggesting, this isn't conspiracy theory. Because you can look back at them in their own words. And I think the saddest part is that most of America and most of the church have no idea what they're facing. No, and um, I've known you long enough. And from the newsletters and just your character, your spirit, your thoroughness of not only the uh, knowledge of scripture and prophecy in the scripture to be filled not in a voice prophetic way but matching the two words right. and what is happening no this is not a conspiracy and you have taken the time to verify everything that you have reported I as couldn't, truth yeah you I couldn't I, you just you I, can't I, I make, couldn't say this because I think you can't make this up you know uh years ago I, <laughs> I I had I made a minor mistake in my newsletter and it, and I was mortified you know I mean it was like no I can't allow this to happen that's right you know and, right. And, and it got me more serious about this you know right now you've got one major force in the American political landscape that is bent on transforming the United States into uh, an entity that the founding fathers wouldn't even recognize I mean, this is this is what we're seeing and the lockdowns and the masking and the tracing and, and the health passports and the reworking of the global currency system and the, the fraudulent vote manipulation, no matter how it's ruled by the courts. And you'll you know, you might know more by the time you're hearing this. These are all just tools of the deep state globalists and their allies in the media. When you have to dump thousands of ballots in the middle of the night at the voting station, something's quite not quite right. And when Didn't you, you read have, Snopes? That's not yeah, true. Uh-huh, <laughs> right. And when you have more people voted than are actually living in a state, there's something wrong. Absolutely. It's, it, it, it is an amazing time. And if you look at 
I want to look at the plan kind of as it's unrolling, and I know yes. we don't have enough time to go into a whole lot of depth. So we're, we're going to look at the events of, of 2020. We know that COVID-19 was a pre-planned event. You know, 20, uh, 2010, the Rockefeller Foundation ran a, a, a practice on it. In 2019, just a month before the, the pandemic, the pandemic came out, uh, Gates did it. And we're going to talk about a little bit later in the program how the CIA, the CIA and, and the intelligence community had a operation called Dark Winter way back in 2001 that Joe Biden just can't get enough of that phrase now, that we are going to be facing a dark winter. He's been spouting that off every nine minutes. Mm, plotted and planned. Here we go Plotted again. and planned. And that pre-planned event, that, that virus is providing the, the justification for shutting down America and the world. And, okay, why do you want to shut down America and the world? Because lockdowns destroy the middle class and the small business community. And so they're destroying, in, in the past, whenever something like this would be tried, it was always the middle class and the small business community that pushed back most effectively against them. I mean, and right now you've got tens of thousands of scientists signing that document saying lockdowns just don't work. Mm -hmm. there's there's they're they're not effective so if they're not effective why are they doing them it's they're doing them for political reasons then they went and overestimated the death rate by 20 to 30 times if you remember back in the spring we're going to have 800 bazillion dead Uh, it's really sorry because the average the average person does not put the data together you know they don't connect the dots and so someone who's watching the research and connecting the dots and seeing the stories and that they're founded and what's behind them is truth, then we find revelation and alarm and the truth of what's really going on. And that's what we're trying to share here. Absolute truth and prophecy ministry stands for knowing the truth, matching it word of God and see where God's taking us. And then how are we then to respond and to act, correct? Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned the word alarm. The, the purpose of it is to generate fear. So they attribute non-COVID deaths to the virus. Uh, they incentivize hospitals to report deaths as COVID. I mean, the CDC, I saw an article, it says that 94% of COVID deaths had other causes. Those are their own statistics. The survival rate is 99.78%. So they pushed masking and uh, isolation. But the CDC again, says 85% of new cases were among people who were maskers. And at one point in the spring, something came out that 67, 67% of the new cases were quarantining. They were in lockdown. They were listening. Mm-hmm. But they picked it up. I could guess what it is, but I'm not a doctor, so I won't. So then they, they come out and they push this mandatory vaccine, even when other treatments are found to be effective. And you even got the New York State Bar Association recommending mandatory, no exceptions. And now you got the new lockdowns coming. Fauci wants to cancel the holidays, basically. Can't have Thanksgiving, can't have Christmas. The governors are threatening, threatening police enforcement in your homes. I mean, they're gonna knock on the door and, and, and demand to count the number of people in your home on, on Christmas day. And we're saying, enjoy your families. Amen. This is gonna air Thanksgiving weekend. Enjoy your families. The call that we need emotionally, psychologically, is be with your family. Yeah, and that's part of the, the anti-lockdown mm-hmm. movement within the scientific community. Yes. And then you got the Canadian government. They're building isolation camps for COVID patients. That's, that's pretty scary. That's scary stuff. They're doing the same in Australia and New Zealand. 
And in Canada, and I know we have a, a Canadian audience too, a, a good-sized Canadian mm-hmm. audience on this station. We love our Canadians. Amen. Spent a lot of time working up there, by the way, back in the Pleistocene era, well, the, 19, <laughs> the 19 era. Well, 80s. and I have spent <laughs> probably, I can't even tell you, a decade or more enjoying the water and vacationing every year for two weeks in Canada. It's a beautiful place. Nice, but I was actually working, Linda, so it's uh, not more sorry, important. Sorry, no, I'm just no. <laughs> uh, floating in my boat. <laughs> well, up in Canada, it came out in a, uh, in a prime minister's committee uh, documents that showed that there are plans for a rollout of this over the next year. Uh, basically a police state, uh, complete with travel bans, closing down cities, but you can get out of it. You know how you can get out of it? You can agree to the vaccine schedule. Now, the vaccine schedule is more than one, you know, so it's like, well, one isn't enough. You're going to need another one. And, you know, Fauci even said that even once the vaccine is out there, you still got to keep masking and social distancing. So he would know. And this, you know, this vaccine, it's an RNA vaccine. It changes your DNA. By the way, they know it's unsafe. It it got so far that the U.K. was soliciting for uh, an artificial intelligence system to deal with the anticipated health concerns and deaths from a legal standpoint. They're soliciting right now for that. So, I mean, they know what's, what's going on, and we've heard the results of the trials. A lot, you know, by the way, if I put this out on Facebook, it would be censored, and I had, had it on my YouTube, and stuff like this gets, gets taken down as soon as I put it out. So, you know, the vaccine, it's gonna be traceable, track, trackable. It, it has a financial capability that could be brought into it, but it was, it's being built into it, I believe, by MasterCard. Mm. And that brings us to something called the Great Reset. Now, the Great Reset means the end of fiat fiat currencies, the end of the dollar, the end of of paper currencies like that. So, explain that to us if if we think we have time. Yeah, they 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 want to go electric. They want to go, you know, one world currency electric. It'll be the end of the dollar as we know it. Some paper currencies could possibly survive for a while within their own countries, but in all international trade would be electronic and eventually those would be phased out too. And that they might even just go right there depending on which thread because you know, I've seen stuff over the course of years on how this would be rolled out. So I don't know what the current plan is or the current thinking on it. Well, and we saw signs and stores here just recently um, w- due to shortage of uh, coins right. and, and money, use your, use your card. Mm-hmm. They're trying to eliminate it. They are trying to eliminate it. And then you become ultimately trackable in everything that you do mm. you know that's and and that's the one world currency that's talked about in the book of revelation so they're offering this but get, guess what else they're offering they're off, and and this is all like for peace and safety this is how this all works in they they are offering to cancel all debt and to give you a minimum basic income that's all you have to do is take the vaccine like i said and uh, sign over all your private property so, you know, oh, is that all? Yeah, that's that's all. Just sign over your private property. This this is communism. This is the move to communism controlled by a technocracy. And this is where this has been being built from the beginning. And so you, you do that. And you're and if you don't, you're locked out of the economy. No one can buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Well, and I think as we are speaking and recording this uh, in Washington, uh, Google and Facebook CEOs and stuff are now being examined by the government as we speak today. It is about time, you know. And eventually, if if you're out of this, you go to the camps. And Prime Minister Trudeau actually said this here. 
he said, listen to, to the hubris in this. This pandemic has provided an opportunity for a reset. And that financial thing is called the Great Reset. So it's provided an opportunity for a reset. This is our chance to accelerate our pre-pandemic efforts to reimagine economic systems that actually address global challenges and like, like extreme poverty, poverty, inequality, and climate change. So this, and we know this has been planned. I'm not going to weigh in on whether this was a, uh, a manufactured virus or whether they're just using it, though there is evidence in one direction. Sure. You know, but I'm not a scientist, and I'm not, I'm not going to quite go there. But uh, this, is the, this is the plan to be able to move us into communism on a global scale. Um, and Biden is fully in on this. You know, we talk about the Green Deal that you can see up on his website, even though he says, no, no, I'm, I'm not doing that. That would end fossil fuels and, and, and the economy in general. They're, they're talking about packing the Supreme Court and adding states. If they do that, that would create a permanent demo, one-party control. He also says he's not for socialism, but everybody he has on his cabinet comes from a socialistic pushed political gain that's in the political party and he's going to put them in key spots exactly it's time for us to step away for that um, time that we love to have our endorsing sponsors on and when we get back rob palazinski certainly has a lot more to say from absolute truth and prophecy ministry don't go away we are going to be right back with more that you need to know and what god is saying what the word is saying what the world is saying, and what we need to do. We'll be right back. Healthcare, we all need it, but who you choose to help you take care of your health can make all the difference in the world. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have an approach that may be different and better than what you're used to. They promote preventive care and reversal of the disease process. Because God created our bodies in a perfect way, we're all designed to heal, not just be absent of symptoms, to truly heal. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, their focus is your total well-being, physically, mentally, and spiritually. They want to help restore your God-given abilities to heal and thrive without medication or surgery. It's time to choose Synergy Nutrition and Wellness as part of your health care. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. In His Name Outreach is a nonprofit, faith-based counseling and community resource center. In His Name Outreach provides a network of support using biblical principles to help you overcome and find freedom from prevalent issues like anxiety, stress, and the devastation of addiction. You can also choose from a variety of options such as certified coaching, recovery services, counseling, and so much more. The experienced staff specializes in the three E's, education, encouragement, and empathizing to build and restore brokenness. In His Name Outreach is here to help you get back on track so that you can be the person that God has meant for you to be. Check out the upcoming classes to step into the new field of peer advocacy. You can transform a life. To schedule your life-changing appointment, call today at 716-464-3681. That's 716-464-3681 or visit iknow.org. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. 
Welcome to 600 River Road Apartments and Townhouses, where waterfront living meets luxury and comfort. Centrally located between Buffalo, New York and Niagara Falls. Call us today at 716-587-8700 or visit us on the web at 600river.com. Experience life on the water at 600 River Road. Feeling lost and confused about things? Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, Rob, I know you have a lot more you want to tell us in a short amount of time, so let's let's get on it. <laughs> this okay. is good stuff. Okay, now we were talking about Joe Biden, and, and I mentioned briefly how he was using a phrase, dark winter. And dark winter actually refers to, it comes from a uh, 2001 operation uh, that looked at what a pandemic would do and how we would respond to it. And just like the Rockefeller Foundation one in 2010, or the Gates Foundation, uh, op, uh, what do they call that, Operation 201 or something. Uh, it looked at the pandemic and their steps to deal with it and had all the basically the same results. And way back then, in 2001, they were anticipating targeting paper currency, getting rid of paper currency. Mm-hmm. Remember how at the beginning of this they said, oh, it's dirty, we're all, you know, we, we, we got to get rid of that. Another thing that Biden is using, so he's he's using that as a theme, but he's using another thing as a, a theme, and perhaps you remember this from his campaign, we're going to build back better. We're going to build back better than the Trump administration, build back better. And that is a U.N. catchphrase for global control. That That is a new world order phrase that they have they have put in there. So he's just buying into buying into this globalist plan and those are little signals that are sent out i was going to say it sounds like we're under this code system that they're they're putting word phrases out that shows everybody who is involved in this just where we are on the line of strategy and achievement yes yeah i believe that the new world order always signals what it's doing to its acolytes you know, to its high priests. So they're and, down the checklist. Yeah. We're making it's progress. Like, well, you know, I'm saying this so so you know that I'm on the team and, and what we do is, is advancing this cause. And I've got my d- job down. Now it's time for you to do yours. Right. Exactly. Wow. Some of the stuff that they, that I, I've heard them talk about in enacting this is that they were anticipating using food stamps and health care as a weapon to force people to take the vaccine. So they would use food as a weapon. Well, you can't have your benefits until you, until you take this vaccine, which, again, sort of points to that keeping them out of the economy that's talked about in the book of Revelation the, regarding the mark of the beast. And we know that they're going to take away the Second Amendment effectively. You know, They're going to try. They're going, right, these, yeah. these are their intentions. They're, they're going to take away the Fourth Amendment, which has to do with searches and seizures. I mean, we're seeing that already, that they want, you know, police to come to your house and count how many people are eating turkey. Well, we've already heard from uh, our local uh, sheriffs they don't plan on forcing any of that. I, I know. I'm very, goodness. I'm very proud of Families uh, have a thankful. really grateful Thanksgiving this year, being together. That's what it's about. Amen. Amen. Um, this whole stolen election uh, scenario, it's actually part of the key to legitimize the, the communist movement. You know, if they can push their guy in, then there's a, a legitimacy to it that they don't have to use the, the chaos in tearing it down. But they're going to use the chaos in tearing it down anyway. And perhaps, 
you know, because we're we're looking back at the past from from the past now <laughs> on today's program. Uh, can, may I ask a question? Yeah. All right. We've seen these circumstances. We see an unfolded. We have a documented proof. You've done the research. Um, this is what our circumstances are. What does the world think of this in general? They're all for it, right? Correct? They've been in bought general. into this in general because they want the power of one world order. Because they're scared. that This is the peace and safety thing. I mean, So it's still back to a fear deal. I, I think that's how they get the world in general. The deep state, of course, and the government forces are for it because it's power to them. But, I mean, I've seen memes on, on Facebook that from people that should know better that, you know, well, it, it's, it's better to be locked down and safe. I mean, I can't think of the exact wording of these things, you know, uh, take a rest in our homes rather than rest in peace. I think well, was one of the phrases. Well, since I am a, a counselor and, and for counseling, I know we know the effects of all of this uh, marital strife, alcohol, uh, drug abuse, suicide, anxiety, fear, depression. Yeah, that that's what comes with this. That, that's what comes with this. So what, what are we looking at here? You know, like biblically, you know, mm-hmm. when, when I look at this, and I was reading in Joshua chapter 2, and I could see so many parallels with what's going on in America. Mm. And, and, and if you just, I'm, I'm going to take selected verses here, and I'll let you know which verses they are. I'll start in, in verse 7. So this is when, when Joshua Chapter 2. Chapter 2. And, and, you know, Joshua's doing the thing here. He, this is after Moses. So the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done for Israel. So the people are serving the Lord. That's verse 7. Then you, I jump up to, to verse 10. Now, in, in the meantime, Joshua has died. In verse 10, it says, When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, Another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. Our founding fathers were a generation that knew God. And, and there were other generations within yes. that would, you know, there was always an ebb and flow to his, historical cycles. But we were a country that was basically, you know, with our revivals, coming back to God all the time. I would argue that, that right now we are a generation that d- does not know the Lord and possibly two generations that does not know the Lord. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's where America is today, especially since the 1960s. Probably going on three. Yeah. You know, you you saw the end of prayer in school. You saw uh, abortion be legalized, gay marriage. And and you know what? You might have your opinion on this, but these aren't my opinions. These are God's laws. You you can't dispute what the Word says. You know, I was in a little bit different place maybe back in the 90s, even though I was saved. But God said, no, I'm going to open up your mind to my truth. truth. And, and I, don't even, I don't even question it now. Then in verse 11, Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. And they forsook the Lord, God of their fathers, who had brought them out of the land of Egypt. And they followed other gods from among the gods of the people who were all around them. And they bowed down to them. And they provoked the Lord to anger. You know, we saw in, in the 80s and 90s, the, and you could go back to the Beatles, you know, the, the Eastern religions coming in, the uh, New Age stuff coming in. Postmodernism, no standard, you know, right. whatever I think is truth is truth. You my know, opinion is truth because it's my opinion. Yeah. And, you know, always lead to God. I've talked to professors who, who believe that. I would argue right now America is serving other gods. You know, we're serving self and money and power and pleasure. 
but symbolically, we're also serving some of these other gods. In you know, I think it was President Obama said we are no longer a, a Christian nation. And you know, when you study the Word of God, you know the difference between a lie and truth. You know a difference between a false belief and real belief. And from in that, real time, in real time, <laughs> yeah. And rather than having an, an opinion from the intimacy with the Holy Spirit, you have a conviction based on the Word of God, which gives you the discernment of right and wrong. And we don't have that. Right. We've missed that. Yeah. I mean, it's been pushed out. So thanks for the word. Because this is, (laughs) God was fighting tyranny here in Joshua, right? Yes. Absolutely. And, and, And occult paganism that would have destroyed his people. Absolutely. But his people wanted to be destroyed, it seemed, in, in many ways. Uh, you know, but I talked about the symbolic, symbolically we assume that the Temple of Baal that they dragged into New York City and Washington, uh, the Empire State Building being lit up by the, like the Hindu goddess Kali, that's the destroyer, the goddess of death. I mean, that, that's what we're looking at here. Mm. And yep. so in Israel, there was a price to pay for this rebellion. There was judgment. So we turn to verse 14, chapter 2 in Joshua, and the anger of the Lord was hot against Israel. So he delivered them into the hands of plunderers who despoiled them, and he sold them into the hands of their enemies all around, so that they could no longer stand before their enemies. Wherever they went out, the hand of the Lord was against them. And I I would argue that America is in danger of this now, that that we are in danger of this judgment. It certainly seemed, I mean, just on the abortion issue or not being pro-Israel is enough right there. If we break Abraham's covenant. Amen. We're in big trouble, and the scripture is clear. What does the scripture say if we do? If you, if you bless Israel, you'll be blessed, and if you curse Israel, you're going to be cursed. And, and you know, we were blessed, are blessed with a president that is sitting right now who has blessed Israel perhaps even more than, than Truman and more than, you know, more than, so, and, and, and they were advancers of, of Israel and more than Reagan. But and Nixon actually blessed Israel, by the way, but that's, I don't want to get into the whole historical thing. But, uh, yeah. We need to be, be found faithful to Israel, the United States, or we will be destroyed, for sure. It's a commandment that will be, with, that will be completed by God. Yes. By how we act, our behavior, and what we support. And if you look at the empires that served through the years, like, for instance, Great Britain, when they stopped, uh, when, when they stopped supporting Israel, uh, that was it. <laughs> British Empire kind of went away. All this, I believe, has set up an opportunity for repentance and revival. That's where the hope is. And, and I always want, like, to, like to get out of here with hope. We, you know, I think last time we might have finished with Second Chronicles 7, thir- 14. Mm-hmm. This time I want to look at 7.13 before we do that. Because we, we talked about where we are in this, on this timeline. And, but that verse says, When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, or command the locusts to devour the land and send pestilence among my people. Okay, it's saying when I do this, and when does he do that? He does that when we rebel. When we rebel, God will allow the consequences of judgment. But he says even at this point when you are under judgment, Second Chronicles 7.14, this can't, one can't not be repeated enough because it, it's the call to our, our repentance. If my people, church, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven Mm -hmm. and will forgive their sin and heal their land. That's God's promise. Amen. I'm telling you, if you're listening out there, you must go to atpministry.com 
and look at this website. Look at the news articles, the newsletters. Sign up for the newsletters. He's on other radio station, Rob is. Videos, books, contact him, even make a donation. This is absolute truth and prophecy that says the circumstances and events as they're happening, looking at how the world takes it, looking then and reviewing within the scripture and then how as we as Christians are to live out our part with hope and prayer. Rob, I enjoy every time you're on our program and I can't wait till you're on again. And we just are wishing our people, our listeners out there, Happy Thanksgiving for this is going to air on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you. That's right. (laughs) And we will see Rob in two weeks and we will have the latest. Hey, it's time to step away for those endorsing sponsors. We'll be right back. I was under quite a bit of stress. I had pains in my head, my neck, my shoulder. I could not move my neck from one side to another. My hairdresser suggested that I go see Dr. Klafka. I was skeptical at first about going to see a chiropractor, but I was in so much pain that I said, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. By the end of the third week, I felt so much better. I was able to move my neck from side to side. The pains in my head were gone. The pains in my shoulders were gone. My lower back was not hurting me as much. I had a divine appointment with him. I do recommend him because he gives you his undivided attention, number one. He'll listen to what you have to say. He doesn't rush through his appointments with you, and his knowledge is is wonderful. To schedule your appointment with Dr. Klafka at Total Body Wellness and Chiropractic, call 434-3889. They're located at 6332 South Transit Road in Lockport, or check them out online at wnytotalbodywellness.com. The new reusable faith masks are finally in at Bender's Christian Star. So now you can display your faith while covering your face. Uh, did you say face or faith? That's correct. I'm sorry, but he's asking if it's F-A-I-T-H or F-A-C-E. You are correct, sir. Display my faith through the mask on my face? Yes, while covering your face, you can still display your faith. Uh, uh, faith? Face. Man, super! So stop in at Bender's Christian Store for the new faith-filled face mask designs and extend in temporary hours from 10:30 to 6. Today's Living Hope has been a blessing to you and so many WDCX listeners. Host Linda Penn is here for you as she continues to bring you the best in conversation every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. to help you find hope to fulfill your purpose and destiny for living. You've grown in your spiritual walk with the Lord and want to support the efforts of this incredible ministry. Learn more about how you can become a sponsor or advertising partner today. If you are a business or individual, you can donate to Today's Living Hope nonprofit organization. All donations are tax deductible. Email lindapenn at todayslivinghope.com or call 716-906-4620. Today's Living Hope, empowering people with purpose and destiny. Feeling lost and confused about things? Here's today's Living Hope. Hey, it's Thanksgiving weekend, and it's time for us to talk to Dominic Zeccarelli again. Hey, happy Thanksgiving weekend here, Dominic. How are you? Well, I'm just, uh, I'm really thankful, and I'm always thankful uh, to be here with you. You've been such a really huge help in my life, so I'm excited. Thanksgiving was awesome. (laughs) Uh, uh, And and good time with family, right? Oh, my gosh. Oh, don't you... we just really enjoy being with family, don't we? We need it. Oh, my God. Right now, more than ever, I just I love being around people. And the change of seasons, uh, Thanksgiving is just a good 
something to look forward to because the sun goes away. <laughs> so it's awesome, <laughs> that's you know. Right. That's right. Well, you've picked a pretty good topic for this weekend, I think, as you want to share with our uh, listeners out there, no matter where they are. We're on four stations and we go clear into Canada, streaming worldwide. We're on podcasts. And your topic <laughs> for this half hour is substitutes. Yes, substitutes. Yes. And I'll, uh, I'll get into that. You know, when I was, um, I had a degree when I in special education coming out of school, and I think I was like 21 years old or something, or 22, when I went into the first high school in Buffalo to substitute. And um, so as I'm walking down the hallway, the, uh, wasn't the principal, but the associate, the assistant principal tells me that yesterday, uh, this class I was going into, uh, they must have been seniors. Uh, they had all thrown their books at the substitute. So I was like walking out this hallway. This is my first day ever coming in my t after my teaching degree. And I go in there and I was thinking, well, throwing your books, you know, because we'd all agree that a substitute is not like the original. Um, but this is not the substitutes I'm talking about. But substitutes <laughs> aren't like the original, right? So um, we shouldn't be we should be respecting substitutes. We shouldn't be throwing books at. But the substitutes I'm going to be talking about, we definitely want to throw some books at them. You know, um, in terms of uh, what they do in our life, because you know I kind of picture being blind. I picture you know in life the substitutes of life. You know, we have Jesus, who you know, which is really the only thing that quenches our thirst. And then we have we have all these substitutes that you know if you can visualize i see it you know the devil handing out our whole life different substitutes that really are designed to take our focus away from uh, jesus and we actually have put some substitutes in our own life by making wrong choices to be in charge of ourselves rather than um the real person who has the plan right we've chosen to be our own substitutes sometimes well exactly and what you know what happens is that um you know, th it could be the, you know, on the corners, right? You, mm -hmm. you know, the devil's handing out, you know, through our lives. There's drug, alcohol, there's pornography. It could be shopping. It could be any addiction, right? It could be the fact that the substitutes of, uh, you know, Jesus in terms of where our treasures are. It could be prestige. It could be fame. You know, it could be recognition. It could be money. It could be the things that we're, we chase after that realistically, um, you know, re could, you know, they, they're, there, I believe the devil has them there to fill a void, um, and that they, as a temporary fills that void, it just takes us away from our real goal, and, and that's spending time with Jesus. And then when life throws stuff at us, and we have those circumstances and events, and the thing that that all gets wrapped, what gets wrapped around that are our feelings, and then we look for the substitutes to satisfy or change the feeling, don't we, in so many various ways. Well, what ha yeah, what happens so many times, and I'll, I'll share, I'll, I'll get, I'm going to get to that right now. I, um, You know, in life, um, I remember when I was growing up, when I was younger, I heard in the secular world, they said it takes 10 positives to combat one negative. Mm. And I thought about that. I go, 10, it takes 10 positives to combat one negative. So I, I put that to the test one day. I was in a training class with some very young people for our family business, and I asked them a question, you know, where do you go for the positive, you know, and where do you go for the negative? I started with the negative, and they were going, you know, the street corner. You know, sometimes they even mentioned their parents. or mm -hmm. It was amazing. They mentioned teachers. They mentioned, you know, people in authority. They mentioned, you know, obviously their peers. They mentioned just all sorts of things, you know. And uh, one guy just, he gets up and he goes, you just got to go to the corner. 
and he was just talking about and I was listening to them speaking so I, I was thinking about you know news and the internet now you know and all the negatives that they mentioned and I asked him well where do you go for the positive and it was like da 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 you know it was like one of those things <laughs> yeah. and I, all of yeah. a sudden somebody yells out church and I go do you actually go you know like and so the thing was you know they knew the right answer and uh, most of them didn't go but you know, it really showed me that the odds are stacked up against us. And those negatives, you know, that come that come at you really lead mm. to bad choices. You know, if you can look at the fact that if a parent, um, you know, if say I'll use parent as an example, like say they told you when you grew up, you know, which hopefully, you know, not too many parents would do this, but it, it happens, you know, that you're not going to mount anything or it could be, a, could be a peer or it could be somebody in the family or maybe a teacher that tells you, you know, I know that you feel like this is, you know, your your dream and goal and where you want to go to school, but I don't, I don't think you're qualified. So s- thoughts start creeping in, negative thoughts start creeping into your mind. Um, you know, um, I had a gentleman that was in our uh, Bible, uh, a men's group uh, a little while back, and he said, you know, just the, just the negative influences of, um, you know, taking him, uh, walking him into his first, you know, bar and taking that first drink, and it led to, it led to years and years of destruction with family and and friends and relationships and his marriage and all sorts of things. So there's so many those negatives. Sometimes what happens is they lead to that choice uh, of um, because if you don't feel good about yourself, if you feel hopeless, um, there was a time um, that someone in my family heard from, I'll say, a minister or a priest, because I don't want to, I don't want to. S- specifically hit any type of uh, a religion right now, but um, said that, uh, told a young, uh, someone in my family that, you know, um, because you did that, you're going to go to hell. And when you hear such a negative thought Mm -hmm. to a young person, especially when that person to them is probably like a God to them at a young age, like, you know, they look up to that person. And when you get that thought, you know, it led, it led to hopelessness and it led to years of really, destruction and so many negative things happen because of you know people so one of the things is too is we got to be really careful that we're not part of that like we're not part of the negative like we're not part of the ones that are you know we don't you know the devil can hand them out but make sure you're not the devil handing them out like yeah yeah. (laughs) so you really we should take some time to reflect and just see where you know what is happening around us and how much negative are we letting in now we have to face reality but where where is our hope where is our substance and you kind of um say it's kind of like looking in a refrigerator right yeah well exactly <laughs> so no it's great because there are the, the, all those substitutes but even if you think about it you know when you're thirsty yeah you know when you're thirsty and you you know, right you go into your refrigerator and there's all these substitutes in there you know you might find juice i mean you might i mean there's coffee in your in your uh there's pop, there's there's um, there could be uh, salsa water, there could be energy drinks. I mean, it goes on mm-hmm. and on. Milk, but you know, there's certain things in there, especially pop. That some of the some of the substitutes actually make you thirstier. You know, they don't quench your thirst. Ah. There's only one thing in the refrigerator that'll quench your thirst, and that is water. Living water. Right. The living water. water. Well, yeah, I mean that's in the in the in the spiritual realm exactly. That's what we're getting to here because, you know, there's just so much out there, and and you really have to be aware, because we we can get in the habit of just making 
you know, bad choices. We can get in the habit of always going into our refrigerator and taking the pop instead of the water. And then over time, you know, you just make bad choices. It just becomes habit. You can always, you can go into a restaurant and you can, instead of ordering the water, you can order a beer. And even though, you know, you know, maybe one beer is not going to, you know, ruin you. But if you're the type of person that the devil, you know, I th- the devil works on you 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. He's looking for your button. So whether it's, it, it, if, whether mm, it's drugs good. or whether it's alcohol or whether it's <laughs> shopping or whether it's pornography, he's going to keep working on you until he finds your button. And once he does, his only goal is take you away, what you just mentioned. It's take to you away destroy from the li- you. Destroy you. Destroy you and take you away from the, the living water. Absolutely. He, he knows the living water will change everything. Mm-hmm. And we have been fighting that um, uphill battle of sinfulness ever since Adam and Eve. When God, you know, when they sinned and that set sinful nature up in our bodies to to want to be satisfied, even though we have the image of God in us. So and God doesn't uh, violate our wills, but he's always there for us, seeking us giving us a way of hope giving an avenue and a path and a plan right his word just keeps giving us the truth and the hope oh my gosh what you said before earlier that's so amazing like you know the the substitute that they picked in the garden even that that changed that that one decision think about all the destruction and all the hopelessness and all the things that this world had to go through until jesus showed up I mean, one choice. And, and we got to be, you know, it's the same thing. We got to make sure that we're not part of that, that, you know, that we have to protect. Not only do we have to protect ourselves from the negative influences, we just got to make sure that, you know, it's like in the Bible when um, Jesus actually rebuked um, Peter and he said, get behind me, Satan, because mm-hmm. he was saying something to him that Jesus knew was not the direction of his destiny. You know, when Eve kept saying, well, God will say, I'll die if I eat this, as she's talking to the serpent. And the serpent said, oh, no, you won't. You will get to know more. That was our first yeah, example right. of fake news. And I'm sure what <laughs> I, I, I'm sure exactly. And I'm sure what she tasted really probably <laughs> did taste good. But that's the problem out there. All these substitutes, they're temporary. They all they all seem to be great for a short period of time, but they all lead to destruction mm-hmm. that's yeah, that's for sure hey it's time to take a break and when we get back dominic's going to help us how to take that inventory and how we can make some better choices and then i know we have got to go to scripture to just sustain this for our hope for today uh today's living with dominic zeccarella from total breakthrough don't go away we'll be right back Zero energy, digestive issues, pain, anxiety, inflammation, migraines, trouble sleeping, symptom after symptom, the list goes on and on, ailments that never end. You're tired of just managing your symptoms. You've had enough of medication being the only option. You need to seek the expert advice from the professionals at Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. At Synergy Nutrition and Wellness, they have a proprietary system to analyze underlying deficiencies and toxicities so they can restore your pathway to healing without medication or surgeries. They've seen every symptom and condition and have had great success in restoring patients' health. Get rid of the symptoms. Allow your body to heal and thrive with the help of Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Call them today for your initial consultation at 716-264-4248. That's 716-264-4248. For more information, visit their website at 716synergy.com or check them out on Facebook, Synergy Nutrition and Wellness. Your body's ability to heal is greater than anyone has permitted you to believe. 
Imagine your heart stops beating for 23 minutes and your loved ones are told you would either be brain dead or dead by the morning. I don't have to imagine that because it happened to me, but because of the power of prayer, I'm alive today. Hi, I'm Dominic Saccaroli, and as a result of my storm, total breakthrough was birthed. If you have a prayer request, send it today by going to our website, totalbreakthrough.org, and click on the prayer link at the top of the page. Thank you, and God bless. Feeling alone, depressed, unsure of the next step? Just talking to someone who has been in your shoes, who knows what you're going through can make all the difference in the world. No problem too big or too small. In His Name Outreach has now added counseling through FaceTime, Skype, and various other options to meet your needs. We also offer classes remotely through a Zoom format. Come enjoy a class or counseling appointment from the comfort of your home. Call In His Name Outreach at 716-464-3681. For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Jeremiah 29 11. That nervous feeling you get in your stomach is God telling you to join the conversation. Give Linda a call at 1-800-684-2848 or 883-5000. I'm here with Dominic Zaccarelli of Total Breakthrough, and we've been talking about substitutes, maybe looking uh, or having been uh, exposed to the wrong substitutes. And what a great weekend to be talking about this Thanksgiving weekend when we are talking, we need hope, we need gratitude, we need Thanksgiving, we've spent time with our families we need to fill our lives with the good substitutes, right, Dominic? Oh, yes, exactly. And then, you know, it's so important that we that we consider other people, you know, like even around the holidays and, you know, because there's some people that are st- struggling out there and, you know, and we have the answer and we got to make sure we're not part of keeping them on the road to destruction. You know, I know, you know, in my house, you know, we've had some issues with uh, family members and I really, when people come over for the holidays, I just, you know, it's a non-alcoholic event you know and mm-hmm. i know some people that's just part of their life and they're looking at you well uh, you know like that's just the way i look at it because you know i don't want to because i don't want to be the person that leads that person i mean it, it could be a road of death I and mean, we've had people we know of in our you know family uh, friends that have died of opiates or heroin i we just people in the family that have had years of all sorts of alcohol issues and just a mental illness that's come out of, um, you know, making the wrong decisions. Um, but there's good news. I mean, I remember um, my three boys uh, one time. We had, a, we had a family member that um, spent some time, you know, some had some legal problems and spent some time. I took my, whole, I took my boys. I thought it would be a great thing to take them to go visit um, this relative. Um, and when they got there, it was amazing. The person had everything. They were very wealthy um, before. And they had everything. And he said, you know what? He goes, boys, he goes, I, my whole life I chase after, you know, money, fame, recognition, prestige. I had anything I wanted. I can take trips. I can have parties. I can grab limos. I can. I had the life that you see on television. I had everything that the world said that would make me happy. But it led to a life of um, a void. And, and it led me to a life where I'm here today. He goes, the only thing. The only thing that gave me peace mm. was Jesus. Mm. And I said, that was like the best. I mean, I couldn't expect it a better conversation from someone to have three young boys, you know, listening to that of someone that they looked up at because when they looked at what this person had, they're going, I, they probably said, I just want to be just like him. You know, and, and, and you know what? Turns out today, because of his relationship with Jesus, 
um, you know, that family member is living an incredible life because because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many substitutes you have taken in your life. It doesn't matter how many negatives have come in your head. It doesn't matter if mm. you've affected other people in a negative way. It doesn't matter if you're dealing with shame and guilt and you feel like you've been the worst example. The good thing is Jesus said that, you know, that he was the bread of life and that if you if you come to him, you'll never thirst or go hungry. And, uh, you know, so when you go to Jesus, he is the answer. Like, you know, the substitutes out there, not the, the living, the, like the water or the refrigerator. But this is the living water that he says that if you believe that it'll, it'll spring up like a well to eternal life. And that is that is so powerful because the living water, yes, shows us that we need a relationship with Jesus and we invite him in. And yes, we have eternal life. The living water also soothes our wounds and heals them. He also turns our life around in transformation to then answer the question why we were born and really give us purpose, give us value, give us a whole new view of hope. And the satisfaction and the peace that happens from the inside out just cancels any type of substitute, doesn't it, Dominic? Oh, my gosh. Once yeah, Jesus went to the cross and he's he was the ultimate substitutes for all your substitutes. So think about this. He all your substitutes were nailed to the cross from the substitute, which was Jesus. He went there. And it's so amazing when you really think of all that love that that he at the cross, the forgiveness you have, all you have to do is turn from the, you know, receive Jesus in your heart and then turn from those substitutes. And the good thing is the peace that comes from that and the joy that comes from that. Now, for me, it didn't happen overnight. I mean, sometimes, you know, obviously we, you know, it could linger on, you know, but you just have to understand that over time, all the decisions you've made, if you can just grasp that, that Jesus took him to the cross and then all the people that you may have heard, because sometimes painful people hurt other people, that you mm -hmm. can understand that, you know, that there's a forgiveness that will come from them as they turn to Jesus, that you can forgive them for anybody that hurt you. It just really is so amazing. It's so, you know, to you, be set free. Oh, you know, that freedom. what came to my mind just as you were talking is that song, My Chains Are Gone. Yes, freedom. My freedom, totally free. Total freedom. Um, and anything else is bondage. Yes. Anything else that keeps you um, controlled by something or someone um, or even our woundedness or even our wrong thought patterns, you're saying. See, the living water washes all that away and cleanses us from our sins and our minds mm. and transforms us. It's beautiful. And I just... We, you, Picture that a brook of clean water. water. Right, because right running. now, before you before you ask Jesus to come into your heart, before you take that living water, it's all it's muddy, it's unclear. But mm. all of a sudden, it's like Jesus went to the cross, and you put it through like a purification system. <laughs> you know, it's like you know you're pure, you're pure again, and it's it's so great too. It's so refreshing. It's right. It's refreshing. He says. It comes up like a spring of refreshing water, right? That well to eternal life. And that redemptive power in that living water, actually, I think of Joel 2.25. He restores what the locusts have eaten, what the wrong substitutes have done. People get set free. They get healed physically, emotionally, uh, spiritually. You, you know, it's, it's, it's beautiful, isn't it? It's yeah. a so freeing, and it brings you the peace that you've always wanted 
and thought you had to choose it by choosing a substitute rather than going to Jesus who has <laughs> the living water. You just have to trust that because, uh, uh, you know, when you know, as I went through all the bad decisions I made and all the people I look back at that I hurt, but when when I got that peace, when I got that living water, it just, you know, it just is so... Um, it turned everything around. It gave me a peace that surpassed all understanding, which I knew I didn't deserve. So I knew there was, God was amazing. I, I saw I saw a visualization of one time of Jesus coming in. I just saw this visualization one time. Jesus coming in the donkey, you know, like on a donkey, and he's got the living water, right? He's coming in, and then out of him, we multiplied all his, mm. all the people that have taken the water multiplied out of him, and we all had a glass of living water, and we just multiplied out and we expand the kingdom and we just ask people do you want some of this living water do you want a cup of the glass of this water do you want a glass of this living water and you, i don't know if you can i see it and it just keeps multiplying and multiplying and multiplying but the first thing we have to do is decide that we are worthy of that living water because jesus it's a gift it's free you don't have to earn it you don't have to pay for that water you just have to decide that I want that living water. I want that peace. I want that joy that comes from the living water. You can't even do enough good service to earn it because the free gift is for our sins, past, present, and future. And only he has the redemptive blood to give you that living water. And the most simple thing that I think we make salvation so difficult is all he says is you have to ask. Admit that you're a sinner ask for forgiveness, and invite him in. Yeah, all that that call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And That's not complicated yeah. here. And, I mean, you have to turn from your substitutes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, there's a scripture that I think I sent to you. Yes, you have. The second one, I think, is the, about. Well, you have John seven thirty eight, and then you also have John four ten. Which yeah. one would you like me to yeah, read? Yeah, read four ten. That would okay. be. Okay, uh, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you give me a drink you would have asked him and he would have given you living water you know it's a isn't that a wow. great way to bring it together because there was a woman at the, uh, at the well and you know jesus was looking for you know water you know because in and and he, he's letting uh, he was the living water you know what i mean and it was it's so cool because it kind of brings this whole thing together like you know the natural water and the living water you know like you you need you need this water. This is the water. You know, wa regular water. You got to keep drinking it. This is the water that once you take it, it's there. And you it's know, he he in his mind and his thinking as he walked, he met her there. He walked many many miles to meet her there at the right time, at the right place, to share with her the living water, because he. That was on his mind by God. Jesus did that. He has that same view for each one of us, doesn't he, Dominic? Well, exactly. Her life was transformed. And when our life is transformed, it goes back to our last show. Like once we once we understand that it's the bread, that he's the bread of life and the living water, that it, it you know, that now we can start speaking life to people. We can start speaking life instead of death because until really you have that living water, you, you know, you're, you're, you're just speaking. But once you have that living water, you actually are speaking life to people. He spoke life to her, and then it multiplied. I mean, he went into her town and all those people that came into relationship, right? And we have He used her, right? She went to her town and was so excited about what had happened to her. 
She couldn't keep her mouth shut. She told everybody. She told everybody, yeah. and the town came to know exactly Jesus. I, I actually, I am so, my life, I mean, I probably got 100 Uber cars over the last <laughs> couple of years, and I'm dealing with people from all different cultures, and I'm always telling them about Jesus because I get a chance to tell my story because he, you know, not only did he give me the living water, but then, you know, that living water turns into, you know, you have the Holy Spirit, which, you know, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in each and every one of us. And, you know, that's powerful to even think about that. So you have that to give away. And, you know, while people right now are, there's a lot of people out there speaking, mm -hmm. they're not, they're speaking COVID, they're, they're, they're all worried about everything, they get sniffles, they're going, you know, instead of understanding that you have the living water in you, that you have the healing, that, that water is healing. And then, you know, the first thing we should do is speak out the words of that living water, that it's it's life to your body. So the first thing we should do is go to the life and don't be careful what we say to other people. When we see people, don't speak the negatives. Don't speak the substitutes. Don't the first thing to do. Don't tell them you look like you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> you look like you're falling apart. No, tell them, why don't you? We can sit there and pray for them. We can let them know that in, in Jesus name that, you know, that you're your body is becoming whole. Oh, you know, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And that's why if you're listening out there, um, when you know when Dominic is on, he speaks truth as his own salvation, his own testimony of what God has done in his life and healed him. Uh, he is blind, but I'm telling you, he sees more spiritually of what God is doing than many of us who have our sight. You're going to want to go to, to totalbreakthrough.org investigate the ministry there it's discipleship men and women and bible studies and prayer and events and uh, prayer warriors and if you have a prayer request you can um, let it be known on this website you can donate to them you can contact them so we're saying totalbreakthrough.org dominic zaccarelli and he is on today's living hope twice a month and i am so privileged to have him because he speaks truth he gives us hope and we are both going to walk in that living water, aren't we, Dominic? We sure are, and Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> because of the birth of Jesus. And, hey, have a great rest of your Thanksgiving weekend with family and whatever you're doing, knowing that Christ is for you, his, he's with you. You just have to ask and receive the gift. Hey, this has been Today's Living Hope with Linda Penn and Dominic Zaccarelli. We'll see you next time on... WDCX 99.5 FM and other stations as well. The preceding program has been furnished by Today's Living Hope.